Welcome back to Art Supply Insiders. My name is Jeff Morrow, and today we're talking to my very good friend, Tracy Moreau. Tracy, how the heck are you? I am doing fabulous, Jeff. It's so good to talk to you again. It's been far too long. Yeah, Tracy and I have a long history in the art (laughs) industry, and Tracy is not only a phenomenal artist, but she is an incredible teacher. Uh, she has products under her name. She has classes. She does media. Tracy, what is it you don't do? Um, let me think about that. <laughs> I, I try to shy away from anything a little questionable legal-wise. <laughs> I try not to be too sketchy. But <laughs> so tell, tell, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, how did you get to where you are today? What is it that you do? Um, oh, let's see. I consider myself sort of a creative maven. I kind of do a little bit of everything when it comes to the creative arts. I, I enjoy um, painting. I enjoy designing and drawing. I love paper crafts. I love mixed media. I love oils. I love watercolor. So as far as the arts are concerned, I like to dabble in just about everything. Um, when it comes to business, I've worked in the art industry as in the sales aspect, as you well know. And I've worked in marketing as well. I've worked in product development. I've worked in education. So I've got a pretty broad resume when it comes to the creative industry. With the advent of uh, COVID-19 and then the pandemic um, and then basically the world shutting down for a period of time, um, you had to get really creative business-wise as well. So I've learned a tremendous amount just in the last two years because of all this, um, some tricks of the trade and a variety of ways to market yourself and, and what you do. And and then to deal with all of the uh, challenges of that this pandemic has created aside from that. So the idea that this creative industry, that all you really need is the ability to draw and to paint is a thing of the past. You need to be a jack of all trades for this industry. Uh, you have to have your fingers in everything from social media to shipping to packaging, you name it. You've got to be able to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, and it's it seems like you do a little bit of everything. So let's talk about a, a about how do you how do we cope with the challenges in the supply chain? It's just it's crazy out there. I, it's insane. One of the things that um, when we started realizing that these supply chain issues were going to impact businesses directly. Um, I don't think a lot of us really understood what that meant until you tried to do business and the things that you wanted to have available for your clientele, you simply could not get or the cost had gone exponentially higher. So you kind of had to get creative with it. For myself, I decided that if I was going to handle any of those things, some of the products that I was bringing in, I decided that it would be a good idea if we started manufacturing on our own. Mm. And then that led to looking for alternate suppliers for those things. So finding companies that could provide you with the materials that you needed to create those products was another challenge. But, um, For me, it was finding products that were local. Things that didn't need to be shipped three quarters of the way around the world was a big challenge. Uh, Raw materials, another challenge. Also finding local suppliers, local manufacturers for those things. And by local, I mean within your own country or within your own province or state. Um, 
that was a challenge because for years we relied on having things coming from the from overseas. So pinpointing and locating some of those suppliers that were closer to home uh, made things a little bit easier. So and then, tell me, I'm, I'm sorry, let me tell you, let me ask real quick. You said, uh, are you into manufacturing now? Do you manufacture your own product? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. What is it that you, what, uh, that you, did you manufacture? I'm, I'm working with a company based in Sherbrooke, Quebec called Country Bear. Um, Marion Gillane of the owners, absolutely fantastic couple, beaut- run a fantastic business. Um, and they have been integral as far as this. I cannot have, um, you know, all these lasers in my studio or in my ship simply don't have the space, but he does. And so we started working together and, uh, I don't know if you know, Sandy McTeer, I believe you do. You've worked yes, with I the do. lovely of Sandy. Course. Of course. Um, her and I teamed up and created our own product line called M square and, um, and Ghislaine and Mario at country bear have been working with us. So they're doing like the all hands-on manufacturing and we do the packaging and the labeling and whatnot so that we produce our own product line. So we have this great little product line called M square stencils. And so these stencils, what, what do you use these stencils for? They can be used for almost anything. So we can use them in mixed media. We use them in decorative painting. We use them in um, even decorating fabrics and textiles and whatnot. Um, I've even sold some to the baking industry so that they're using them for decorating cakes. <laughs> wow. So it's it's been a fun ride. Uh, sort of learning some of the hurdles of creating your own product line and then going into product development. Then comes the challenge of marketing a product line. That's right. And then getting it, you know, with all of the supply chain issues, it's also the shipping. So figuring out ways to get them to your customers in a more effective and more affordable way is, is another challenge that we've had to face. So And so the the stencils, are they your design or yours the, and Sandy's design? Sandy and I have both designed a great many of them. Uh, we also look for licensed products and purchase licenses so the you know for more generic things. Uh, so we have expanded it from our initial 12 designs in the last uh, two and a half years to 72. Oh my. <laughs> so it's grown uh, quickly <laughs> to say yeah. the least. And uh, we move a tremendous amount of stencils seriously move a tremendous amount of stencils. Now tell me, of where can our audience go in order if, if, to, to see these stencils and to purchase them? I can purchase them retail through my website and through Sandy's website. And mine is tracymoreau.net. And Sandy's is sandymcteerdesign.com. And Moreau, spell Moreau for our audience. In M-O-R-E-A-U. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because my last name is Morrow. So if they put Tracy yeah. Morrow in there, that could cause some raised eyebrows. It frequently does. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, people use the stencils, but what kind of a brush do they use to put it on fabric or canvas or wood? Um, I have my own stencil brush. Uh, line manufactured by Dynasty out of Glendale, New York. Um, and they're a texture stencil brush. They're, they're really unique as far as this industry is concerned because they have literally have two layers of bristle. Um, and they work beautifully for all sorts of textured surfaces like fabrics, heavy fabrics, smooth fabrics, whatnot. They look work great on almost anything. And uh, then we have a synthetic version 
of a stencil brush that is more in the traditional design um, called the Stencil Pro. And it's a beautiful red-handled synthetic stencil brush. Um, I think probably one of the first in the creative industry to create one with a synthetic bristle. Um, incredibly durable. Uh, the price point is very reasonable, very high quality brush, beautifully made, beautifully balanced. And they work, they're just sensational. Tell me a little bit why this is different and or better than the traditional stencil brush that's out there. Uh, for me, the biggest part of that is the durability. That synthetic holds up to a tremendous amount of punishment. And I paint daily. I work with them every single day. So they take a lot of abuse. Mm. <laughs> and they hold up. I've I've been using the same set of prototypes that were given to me when they first developed the line for the last four years. Mm -hmm. And I'm still using them. They haven't worn down. They haven't don't have hair falling out of them. They're just the most incredibly durable stencil brush. For the general crafter or even a professional, they're absolutely spot on. Now, the one with the black handle, I've seen this, this brush before. <laughs> it seems like in the center of it, there's like a little tip or a little nib in the center of it. What is, what is that all about? Well, that brush was developed with a specific purpose in mind. Um, I worked almost exclusively with uh, textures, using them for... Um, large mural projects and, and faux finishing and a variety of things. The problem with using a traditional stencil brush is that it's blunt. It has a flat end. So if you're working on a textured surface, you have to really work hard to get that paint to go through the stencil and then get into the lowest areas of the textures. So uh, we needed a brush that was going to be able to do that for us. And so uh, I had to sit down with Dynasty, um, Fred Mink at the time, uh, his son now runs the company, but at the time it was Fred Mink and a brilliantly creative man and came up with just this incredible brush, handed it to me and said, try this. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just hit it out of the park for me because it, it did everything I needed it to do. It would manipulate the paint, move the paint around beautifully, nice and smooth application, but it got down into those lower areas of the texture so I could use it on heavy textures. I could use it on fine textures. I could use it on wood. I could use it on plasters and I could use it on fabric. So it was so versatile and it was all in having that double layer of bristle inside the brush it made a huge difference. And there's literally no other stencil brush of its kind on the market, is there? No, it's completely unique. I've never seen any other company create one. And yet it works beautifully on smooth surfaces. And then you can go ahead and do those heavy textures and beautiful results every time. And so aside from the uh, stencils and the stencil brush, is there anything else that you manufacture? Or, uh, or I mean, are you like going to go into pool supplies or I mean, you're going to branch out and all over the place, huh? No, first of all, you'd have to chip the ice away for us to have a pool where <laughs> I live. So um, it's still a bit frosty here. We're still seeing temperatures below zero. So it's a little on the nippy side up here yet. So um, I don't want to make you feel real bad, but yesterday it was 90, <laughs> 96 here. Uh, yesterday we were lucky if we got up over five. <laughs> that was the high yesterday. It was still a little nippy. So any other products that you manufacture aside from those two? I do. I produce educational um, tutorial packs. So oh. we will, I will sit down, create a design, paint it, and then we photograph it through every single stage. So the average 
tutorial has anywhere from um, eight to 12 full color step-by-steps in it. We create uh, a clean line drawing for the tutorial. And then we have detailed written instructions as well. And then to go along with that, uh, we do a live YouTube presentation showing you how to paint that tutorial step by step by step oh, wow. all the way through. You're on YouTube. Yes, we have a, a very nice little following on YouTube. <laughs> so uh, we every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, uh, we go live and we do a stream. We stream to Facebook, uh, to the Tracy Morrow Live page on Facebook, and then we stream live to YouTube. And then uh, we paint, laugh, have a bunch of giveaways, just have a, generally have a good time, very relaxed se- live session of painting a particular tutorial from start to finish. And I like to be able to finish it to show them that, yes, you can accomplish this within a given period of time. Uh, some of the more complex ones we've painted in three hours. Some of the more simpler ones we've painted in just an hour or two. So we do those on a, a weekly basis. So every Saturday, 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, we teach a live class. And then the instructional tutorial is available on the website. And you can get it in either a print format or in a digital download. So they have that option. And then, of course, we stock the supplies on the website, too. So if you need them, we can ship them. And we keep our shipping reasonable so people are you know, can get the supplies that they need without breaking the bank. So you taught, you know, I, I've, I've known you through social media, obviously, for a long yeah. time. And you really do a spectacular job of uh, keeping your clientele and your audience up to speed and what's new and what's going on. Talk to us a little bit about how you manipulate, how you use social media. Um. I, I'm not nearly as aggressive on social media as some. I, I don't, I don't like the hit the customer in the face with it type of advertising that you see quite a bit on social media. I prefer a more passive um, process. So I don't overload my social media platforms. So I try to limit how often I post and I choose my timings for a specific purpose. I keep them, uh, I have a daily post every morning. I actually put three or four up every morning. So every day I have a color of the day and I'll use some nice photographs and some nice graphics and then just give them a rundown of what that color of the day could be paired with. You could pair it with a gold or rose gold or what have you. So it's more educational and it's very passive, but it keeps sort of keeps your name at the forefront. So if you're always on there, and if that's their field of interest, then they're going to see something that appeals to them. And then I'll do a color palette every day. Mm-hmm. So it may uh, match up with the color of the day. It may not. Sometimes it's entirely based on the inspiration of the day. So I'll choose a color palette. It'll have a, you know, a really beautiful photograph with it. And then the colors listed on the side so that they're able to see how these palettes work together. And then when you look at the photo, you can pick out all of those colors within the photograph. So we use that as inspiration. And then when I put up these posts, I hashtag companies that um, either sponsor us for as part of the YouTube channel, you know, they provide us with some materials or it's a product or a company that I've dealt with for years. So when you see wine, it'll have hashtags 
in it for Decwart, for Dynasty Brush, for Tombow USA. It'll have uh, hashtags for Country Bear and for Viking Woodcrafts and the Brush Guys. <laughs> I so recognize put, that name. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Um, so we hashtag them so that it it allows people, even if they're not necessarily one of my followers, but they might be one of Tombo's followers or Viking Woodcraft's followers, then there's something of interest. So that it kind of crosses a few things. And then I always have a thought for the day, just something that people can either laugh at or or connect to in some way. And then usually only once or twice a week, I will post something that is actually advertising. And I post it at a very specific time of day when I know that my Facebook followers, my social media followers, um, they're on. That's when they're viewing. Mm. That's when they're going through their social media challenges. So I've looked at the statistics uh, as far as seeing what kind of um, engagement I get and at what time of day. So for me, it's usually Thursday afternoon, 3 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> so wow. that's when I get the highest engagement is at that time. So that's when I relegate my advertising to. And, and I try to focus on that. But I do it in a very passive way. I don't hammer them with, I've got a sale on this week or I've got a sale on. I don't try not to do that every day. I try to do it once a week. I don't really like that super aggressive type of advertising. It annoys people. <laughs> I know it annoys me. It annoys me. me. <laughs> so, so do they find you just on Facebook or are you on other social media sites? Um, I'm on uh, Pinterest. I have a, a, a really active Pinterest uh, page, um, anywhere between uh, 27,000 and 40,000 viewers a week. Wow. Wow. So it, it's pretty busy. Uh, well, for me, I mean, there's some out there that get millions, but for me, I, I'm quite content with that. Um so I, I, Pinterest is very busy, um, and uh, my Instagram I, I, is not one that I'm on all the time, but I do try to make sure that I get a post up at least once a week. And uh, TikTok, same thing. I'll post a little one every once in a while, not too often. Um, but uh, Facebook, sometimes Twitter, mm, <laughs> not, sometimes. Very, not very often. Uh, but the YouTube channel is probably the one that is most biz is the busiest between YouTube and uh, Facebook. There's just tremendous amount of traffic and I get to a part of it for me is that I get to engage with the people that are on there mm. and the, you've known me long enough to know that I'm not a shy person. No, not even, <laughs> not even in the same room. So um, for me, that's what I really enjoy. I like connecting with, with the people that are involved in this industry. Do you still do um, live uh training and teaching do you go out and people take your class and can see you and shake your hand there hasn't been any uh i started taking bookings for 2023 okay uh because my commitments for 2022 are pretty much you know full up um i did a lot of zoom classes at the beginning of the pandemic until we figured out uh, how we were going to do this. Fortunately, I have a son who's very tech savvy. Yeah. <laughs> so we have um, we have mics on everything. We have lights. We have cameras. We have like a bazillion things going on in this little studio. I mean, it, it used to be a big studio. <laughs> it's not so big anymore. It's just packed with with stuff and camera equipment and lights and. But it, it makes uh, my Saturday mornings um, exciting, getting ready for uh, our regular Saturday lives on YouTube. They're a blast. I bet and then it does. Uh, 
we also have a paid membership group, which is a subscription-based uh, group. They get a free workshop every month as part of their membership, plus they get free patterns. And then they get free live classes, plus the lives. And then we have challenges and we have uh, projects and freebies and whatnot that they get to get. So we have a lot of fun with it. We've had a blast in the last wow, no kidding. eighteen months. So, so when when you, you teach, I'm kind of going back to a beginning conversation. Is what is your style? What is the thing that you like to teach on? Do, do they all incorporate stencils, or do you do what? What exactly is it? Uh, my the stuff that I design tends to be. A little bit of everything. I like to get people out of their comfort zone. That's first and foremost. Um, and I like to create things that are going to be relatively easy for people to recreate and that they can also throw their own twist into. Mm-hmm. And so my patterns are broken up very step by step. My When I'm teaching, I like to make sure that everybody is very comfortable with the step that they're doing right now. And so we will incorporate stamps, we'll incorporate stencils, we'll throw in a funky brush they've never used before, Hmm. just to get them outside of their comfort zone. We'll use paper, we'll use tissue paper, collage paper, glue, metal foils. Um, We've even started using wax stamps, (laughs) like sealing wax and things like that. Uh, We've used bits of metal, we've used dried flowers, we've used you name it. If we can find something that's going to get them out of their comfort zone and help them create something that is unique just to them, even though they're starting with a base pattern, give them permission to do whatever they want to do with it. Mm. So this is the starting page. You get a, a line drawing and you get a surface. And we give you a list of colors that I used and a list of stamps and stencils I used. And then you can go and get all of that stuff or you can use what you have on hand. So the idea being is that you don't need to have $50 million worth of the perfect art supply or the exact art supply. You can use what you have on hand. So my whole goal is to get people to just play, have some fun with what they're doing. Just Mm. jump in with both feet and don't be afraid to fail. That's the biggest thing. You don't have to be afraid to fail. That sounds like really good advice to people that are just first starting out because they see a blank canvas or a blank piece of paper and they go, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I tell my students on a regular basis, neatness doesn't count and perfection is to be avoided at all costs. <laughs> and part of that, I mean, somebody says, oh, no, but you want them to have neat artwork. There's a lot of intimidation that goes in with saying that it has to be neat, it has to be tidy, it has to be precise. When they have not developed the brush control, they don't understand color theory. They don't know how to mix color. When they don't know these things, being told that everything has to be just so is very intimidating. And if you take that, don't worry about it. Neatness doesn't count. Perfection is to be avoided at all costs. The whole point is learning how to play with those things, relaxing and just let things happen. That makes a huge difference to somebody just starting out. They don't feel that pressure to make it absolutely just like the teachers. you got to give them permission to fail. You have to let people relax and just create. That's the whole point we do this. It's just create. Is So what have I forgotten to ask you about? <laughs> I have no idea. 
<laughs> I've just been having so much fun. It's so nice to talk to you again. Oh, uh, well, like I said, Tracy is a, a very long time uh, friend and has been very instrumental in Dave Lee's and my uh, art career and has been very, very <laughs> helpful to, to both of us. So we're very, very uh, appreciative of all of the help. And I want to take, we're coming towards the end now, but I want to take and do a shout out to your lovely, gorgeous daughter, Dominique. Oh, please, she loves that. She adores you. <laughs> please, well, thank you. Please tell um, tell her hi for us. And very quickly, tell us just a tad about Dominique's art and what she does, because she also sells online. Isn't that correct? She does. Um, my husband and I were blessed with a beautiful daughter in 1989. Uh, she was born with a few challenges. Our daughter is autistic. Um, and... For a long time, people believed that they didn't, autistic children didn't have a whole much, that much of a future. Uh, she had difficulty speaking. She had difficulty with a lot of things. I mean, autistic children do face a lot of challenges. She is now the most spectacular, uh, beautiful, charming, funny, and talented uh, young woman. And um, with a little bit of encouragement, uh, she started an Etsy store about four years ago and called small time beats. And she just has this really quirky, fun uh, design theme to her work. She loves anything to do with um, comic books and movies and, and books in general. And so the artwork that she creates, the items that she creates are all focused around that. And so she has these wonderful, tiny articulated dolls made out of just the most microscopic little beads. She makes pins and earrings and jewelry. And uh, lately her thing is creating these beautiful pendants out of teeny tiny little Japanese delicate beads. They're just it boggles my mind how small they are. And she creates these incredible pendants and she's been doing Wonder Woman and Batman and yes. just these fantastic little logos. They're great. They can find this on her Etsy store. What's the name her, of it again? Her Etsy store is called Small Time Beads. Small Time Beads. Well, again, yeah. a shout out to Dominique and Tracy. I can't tell you how happy Dave and I are that you are a part of, of this with us. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. It was fun to do and so great to see you. <laughs> I totally agree. You've been listening to Art Supply Insiders. Check back with us often as we talk about the world of art and craft supplies. If you like these podcasts and want to show your support, please do consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash Art Supply Insiders. Now go out and create something. <laughs>